Jesus Bible and Current Events from a Christian Perspective, Battling Spiritual Wickedness in High Places, One Podcast at a Time. This is the High Places Podcast. Hello everyone, this is Jim. I thought uh, I'd try some something a little different. Um, I would like to do these podcasts more often, but uh, it takes... Um, even with a podcast, a fair amount of time to kind of put everything together. Uh, and so I thought maybe uh, we should try shorter podcasts more often. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we'll give it a try. I think this one will be short. We'll have to find out. I don't know if you heard this uh, story with uh, City of San Antonio. Let me see if I can bring up the article here. Where is it? Uh... Uh, yeah, in the San Antonio airport, they denied Chick-fil-A, uh, an opportunity to open a restaurant in the airport. And they said it was, um, because of Chick-fil-A's anti-LGBTQ behavior. But it's interesting because nobody yet has specifically said what that behavior is. Chick-fil-A doesn't refuse to serve food to anybody because of, you know, their sexual orientation or anything, anything like that. But nobody, or hiring or anything like that, nobody's actually been able to cite this behavior. Um, yet they denied them uh, the opportunity to open a restaurant in the airport uh, because of their behavior. And so what this really is, is that the owners of Chick-fil-A are Christians and uh, have been public about a, their biblical view of marriage. Um, and so, just like with the baker in Colorado, uh, if you have Christian beliefs, even if um, they don't necessarily manifest themselves in the way your company operates, um, there are people, uh, children of the devil who don't want Christians to have successful businesses. Um, and so this is again, a way to coerce, uh, Christians out of their beliefs or coerce them into compromising, uh, with the world instead of remaining faithful to God, uh, by basically punishing them and trying to hurt their businesses. Um, and, and again, this is almost like a step beyond the situation with the baker who had, who was basically a conscientious objector, uh, to who or what kind of events he was going to bake things for. Um, even though some of the, I think one of the, one of the people <laughs> that brought complaints against him had been a customer. So it's not like he had refused service to this guy. Even it was only when, um, he was asked to participate in a gay wedding by, you know, making their cake. Um, but now Chick-fil-A, they can't even, the, the people that turned down their application for this restaurant at the airport, um, they can't even cite an incident where, you know, someone had a complaint about them because of the way they conducted their business. It's just because the owners are Christian. And the really creepy thing about this is this is, I mean, this is the government um, San Antonio airport, it's not a private airport. Um, and so this is the government doing this now, uh, that basically if you're a Christian, you can't hold to biblical beliefs or they're going to find ways, uh, to punish you. Um, 
It, there's been stories about this in the UK recently, too, about a journalist over there, a Christian journalist, uh, who was threatened with arrest because she, um, quote-unquote, what is it, misgendered somebody. Uh, she misgendered a woman's transgender child. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the woman complained. So it's, this is the whole, you know, using the wrong pronoun. Can you imagine? Imagine the, the self-censorship that the government tries to impose. That if you don't watch the words that come, the pronouns, if you don't watch the pronouns that come out of your mouth, you can be locked in a cage by the government as a criminal. Wow. That's extraordinary. I mean, that really is like the Soviet Union. You talk, talk about Marxist totalitarians when you literally have to watch the pronouns you use or you could be uh, labeled a criminal and locked up. It's uh, Isn't George Orwell from the UK? Wow. This guy's looking smarter and smarter all the time. I, that's And th what was there? Another... Um, oh yeah, in the UK, they've been denying asylum to Iranian Christians who have been seeking asylum in the United States, uh, because all over the Middle East, Christians are really just, uh, being persecuted horribly now. Um, but they, these, uh, Christians, uh, Iranians were seeking asylum, and this one story was about, um, uh, a Christian who said he converted to Christianity because it was a peaceful religion. And the, the person that worked at the home office, which is the ones that, you know, grant or deny asylum, wrote back, put this actually in a letter. They were so bold, they put it in a letter. And, and this person said that, uh, books of the Bible, such as Leviticus, Eticus, uh, Leviticus, Exodus, Matthew, and Revelation are, quote, filled with imagery of revenge, destruction, death, and violence, end quote. Um, yeah, because it's God's judgment. Um, so, uh, again, people don't like God's judgment. Uh, they don't like his rules, and they don't like that he punishes people for breaking his rules. Um, but look at the Christians uh, in the New Testament who suffered persecution. Um, and didn't uh, rebel against the government or um, against the people that were persecuting them, the religious authorities. Uh, Jesus talked about turning the other cheek. Um, but it's funny because apparently this person uh, doesn't know much about Islam because, uh, you know, Muhammad would go in and basically, uh, for the reason of just capturing more territory, uh, would do all sorts of things to people. Um, and so, uh, there's a distinction between, um, the, uh, evil violence and, uh, purposes of man and the just judgment and punishment from God. And God uses, uh, nations, uh, to execute his gov uh, his judgment, uh, Israel on the, uh, Canaanites, uh, right when God talked about, uh, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Well, it was uh, a couple few hundred years later, and uh, he sent Israel in to execute judgment. Um, the same thing happened to the children of Israel with uh, the Assyrians for the northern kingdom. 
and the Babylonians uh, with Judah. And so God does execute judgment. Um, but that's certainly, and God is a God of justice and he's holy and perfect and he's the one that wrote the rules. And so he's the only one in a position to do this or um, to those he grants authority like governments um, who are following his will. Uh, so uh, he, uh, God will execute judgment and he will use uh, people and nations to do that. Um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting that this person at the home office uh, apparently fancies themselves as a theologian and they get to decide which religions are peaceful and which are not. Um, that's incredible. Um, uh, yeah. So again, you have the power and authority, uh, of the government, uh, doing this, the UK, that's when you think of all, um, the, uh, evangelists and ministers and missionaries that came out of the UK, I mean, Spurgeon, the Wesleys, Whitfield, I mean, on and on. And now look where they are. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's just incredible. And, you, you know, you kind of wonder if we're heading down the same way. What was that other story? Oh, yeah, in uh, Pennsylvania, in the General Assembly. Do you hear this? Uh, this uh, one of the members of the Assembly uh, opened, I think it was just last week, uh, opened the session um, Stephanie Borowitz, um, she, uh, d uh, did the invocation and, uh, said a prayer and talked about Jesus in the prayer and prayed in Jesus name because she's a Christian. She was attacked for this. She was called, uh, mean spirited, uh, anti-Semitic and Islamophobic and xenophobic. So any kind of phobia you can think of, apparently. Um, but the real weird thing about this is the next day, um, the next day, another uh, lawmaker uh, did an invocation and he read a prayer out of the Quran and he was applauded. He was applauded when he read the prayer out of the Quran. But 24 hours earlier, a, a Christian lady prays in Jesus' name, and she's attacked. She's attacked. It's like, wow, that's, huh. So, I mean, that's about as blatant as it gets. Um, and, the, again, the devil doesn't mind if people believe in false gods. He just doesn't want uh, people believing or talking about the true God. So, you know, let the... Uh, Muslims and the Buddhists and the Hindus and the, you know, pray all day and night and his children will apparently applaud them. Um, but if anyone mentions the true God, uh, Jesus Christ, then they're attacked. So I, I mean, wow. And it just got, what was the other, there was some other story. Oh yeah. in Arkansas, they're talking about passing a bill that, um, basically sets aside areas of downtown uh, in Arkansas where alcohol is sold, like entertainment districts, I think. And they're basically just going to like let people get drunk there and just hang out and be drunk and do all this other, I mean, just, yeah, just be lascivious, I guess. Um, and yeah, 
So you have, uh, we talked uh, last time about how the city of Seattle, you know, you can have uh, three grams of heroin on you and the police aren't going to do anything uh, to stop you. Um, it's not their fault. They're being told uh, not to enforce the law. So it just, all this stuff just got me thinking, um, you know, I, I'm always amazed when I see this stuff that it just isn't raining fire and brimstone down on this country like right now. I mean, it's a testament to God's patience and maybe he's doing it because uh, we're one of the few countries left that'll stand up for Israel, although you see that being undermined um, quite a bit uh, these days. Um, and support for Israel in this country is dropping, um, again, especially among younger people. Yeah, because they've been influenced by the Marxists and the anti-God people. And um, so uh, is it just like uh, throughout history, um, you know, when uh, uh, people want to attack God, they attack his chosen people. Um, but it just got me thinking. I mean, you wonder how bad it's going to be when God finally says, all right, enough is enough. And he punishes this country. I mean, wow. Um, what's that verse in the Bible, to whom much is given, much is expected. This country has been blessed by God. This country has access to God's word, churches, uh, you know, pastors, uh, evangelists, um, probably more than uh, any other country around the world and maybe more than any other country in history. And yet more and more, this country ignores God. And so uh, you look back, over the last 20 years or so we had, and you can go back farther, but I think the last 20 years is particularly telling. We had the dot-com bubble in uh, 2000 and, you know, the stock market collapsed and there was all this hand wringing and all these things. And, you know, maybe a little bit of humility set in. Um, but then, you know, we were kind of right back at things again. And then nine 11 happened in 2001 and all oh, people, you know, we're going to church and public officials were praying and they were taught, you know, all this stuff. And, um, but even with that, um, you know, that's where the whole uh, President Bush at the time talked about, you know, the religion of peace. And he wasn't talking about Christianity. He was talking about Islam. Um, and so you look at all the stuff that happened after 2001, um, how this country kept going farther and farther away from God, not just with its materialism and greed, but just sort of the wicked things that it tolerated. And then we have the financial crash in 2008, and things really got bad. And, and still, look at the things, the anti-God things that have happened since 2008. Is this country closer to God now? 10, 11 years later than it was back then, or is it farther away? Have we institutionalized sin more by uh, either passing laws or with court rulings or uh, any number of other things? I, I mean, are, are we moving closer to God or farther away? Do more people believe in the God of the Bible now, uh, believe in Jesus as God and Savior now than they did 10 years ago? Are we producing generations 
of young people who are more or less likely to believe in Jesus and obey him. I, I mean, look at all this transgenderism stuff. That's only been in the last 10 years. Uh, it's probably hasn't even been that long. Um, the, you know, euthanasia now, uh, there are states that I think Maryland almost passed a doctor assisted suicide, uh, bill. They, they were, came one vote short. And the way these people always do it, they just keep, you know, putting forth legislation or propositions and keep voting on it over and over again until they get the result they want. And then they say, oh, it's settled law now, so you can't do anything about it. Um, it wasn't settled law when they kept losing, but once they win, then everything's settled. Um, but you see this over and over in legalizing marijuana. I mean, just on and on. And you're wondering, like, I'm wondering, it's like, is God going to do something to humble this country? Because it has been 10 or 11 years. I mean, things are going pretty well right now. The economy's cooking along. Unemployment is, like, hugely low. Um, historically low minority unemployment. Um, you know, yeah, there's all this hand-wringing about how terrible things are, but um, but that's, you know, politics. That's, you know, uh, the Marxists not wanting... Uh, anybody to think that capitalism is working. And so, um, but I mean, you know, I, it's just, so you wonder, is, is, is the other shoe about to drop? Or is it Romans 1? And has God finally turned this country over to its sin? Uh, like it looks like uh, he has to Great Britain. And they've become, they're so godless over there. The percentage of Christians in the UK, again, with that incredible Christian history. And it's, I mean, Christianity is a shell of itself in that country. And are, I mean, in most of Western Europe. And, and look where we are. We're, uh, we're chasing down that same path. And you wonder, is there going to be any sort of reprimand or discipline from God that'll get us back on the narrow path? Or is this it? it? Has he just turned this country over to its sin? And it's just going to get worse and worse. And this country's going to allow more and more wicked stuff and punish Christians more and more and try to uh, drive them out of business, uh, drive them in the closet, uh, censure their speech, um, I mean, all of this stuff. And is that just the the way it's going to be? If this country hates God so much, then he's going to let them hate him that much um, until uh, the judgment of individuals when they die. Um, uh, we talked about, you know, is the iniquity of the uh, Americans not yet full? Well, maybe God's going to let it fill up. Uh, and fill up quickly. Um, because uh, if, if you have um, a financial crash and a housing crash and a stock market crash and terrorist attacks and none of that seems to drive at this nation to God and instead they thumb their nose at it and uh, say, we will rebuild. Yeah, right? We don't need God. We're not going to humble ourselves. We can we can fix things ourselves. And and God's like, yeah, okay, 
You want all this wicked stuff? You got it. I'm going to stop trying to discipline you. I'm going to stop trying to bring you back to me. I mean, that's what happened with the children of Israel, right? You look at Judges, uh, we talked about last time. Um, you know, uh, the children of Israel would uh, uh, do what they wanted to do. Um, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And then God would send oppressors, usually the Philistines. And the children of Israel would, you know, beg God for help. And they'd repent. And they'd say, oh, please help us. We're sorry. And, and then God would send a judge to help them. And they would thank God. And then they would do the right thing for a little while. And then they'd go back to their old ways. And that continued uh, with uh, the northern kingdom of Israel. And then Judah, uh, God sent prophets and told Judah it's going to be even worse because you saw what happened to the northern kingdom. You saw what they were doing and the warnings I gave them and they didn't listen. And so I had the Assyrians take them away. And so Judah was more on the hook because they had an example. And we have 2,000 years of history. We have Western Europe in the United States. We can look at Western Europe and see how they've turned away from God and how God has just turned them over to their sins. And so is it going to be worse for us because we have this example? We have all the examples in the Bible. And are we really so arrogant that we think we can continue as a nation to thumb our noses at, at God and his individuals and say, we don't care what you say. We're going to do what we want to do. And is God just going to say, okay, I mean, has that happened already? Has he turned this country over? Because, wow, um, if that's the case, you know, you always hear, I'm sure, well-meaning people talk about revival uh, in this country, but then it's usually followed by some lame man-made attempt to create the trappings of revival, emotionalism. Um, and they have some event, and, of course, they invite a lot of people, and they publicize it, and this is how they get support for their ministry. And not not everybody is doing it for those purposes. Uh, some people, but there are some that are doing it for those purposes. Um, but there are other people that are sincere, and they talk about revival. Um, but true revival is from God. It's not man-made. Um, you want revival in this country, uh, pray more. Pray and beg God for revival. But boy, you just wonder why does why does God owe us another chance? Why are we so particularly special as opposed to all these countries throughout history that have turned their back on God? Oh, why do we think we deserve more chances than anyone else? God's given us so many chances. There isn't there isn't a place in this country where you can't find a church to walk into on a Sunday morning. You can get a Bible anywhere you want. You can get one online if you can't get one in a bookstore. And yet, look what goes on. Look at the, the majority of people who call themselves Christians in this country live like unsaved people because they love the world more than God. Um, just like, again, the children of Israel, they had all the trappings of religiosity, um, especially in Judah. They had the temple there. People were doing their thing. But it was mechanical. They didn't live that way. And so... How is it in a democracy uh, that we have these laws passing uh, and people getting away with things like this? Um, if, if this country really didn't like it, 
If the majority of people in this country really did think this stuff was evil, they'd vote these people out of office. The, all these school boards that are indoctrinating kids, that are uh, you know doing all this anti-God stuff, these school board members would be voted out in the next election. These universities that attack Christians, uh, people would stop sending their kids there. Uh, people would stop giving endowments to their universities. I mean, all this stuff would dry up. But it isn't. It's flourishing and getting worse, and, and these anti-God people and institutions are getting bolder and bolder. Uh, they're, they're shameless now because they don't have any fear that anything's going to happen to them. They can be anti-Christians, and Christians will still give them money, still watch their TV shows, still go to their movies, still send their kids to their universities, you know, tens of thousands of dollars at a time. I, they, they get no harm done to them uh, for being against God. Um, so, yeah. And so maybe this is it. Maybe God has turned us over. Uh, to our sins. And there isn't going to be any more discipline. Um, nothing that's going to turn the whole nation around. God still saves individuals mercifully. Mercifully. Um, I was out last night and just um, saw some people. Boy, uh, you know, everybody's walking around looking down at their phones or they have their little, you know, wireless earbuds in their ears or uh, their headphones. Everybody's like walking around trying to block out the rest of the world. People spend a lot of money uh, just to live in their own little space um, and try to ignore as much as possible the other things that are going on. Uh, people don't smile as much and they don't say hi. And you make eye contact. They look at you funny. And um, and and there's just there's some crazy people out there. Demons are all over people. Um, and then, but you, then you see people and you talk to some people who, um, they're in a bad way and, um, they really need Jesus. Uh, they may not know it. They have these kind of superficial life issues that are going on, but it's driven by their addiction to sin. Um, and so, uh, thankfully God is still putting the gospel out there, uh, in people's ears. Uh, but it's the meek and the, and the, not quite humble, but humble circumstance people um, that seem to at least uh, be somewhat attentive. Uh, but so much of our society could just, they don't even think about God. Um, but God is merciful, and his word is still getting out there, and he's still giving opportunities to individuals. Um, because salvation is an individual thing. Uh, God doesn't save nations he saves individuals, and um, thankfully he does. Uh, and so um, maybe it's too late uh, to pray for a revival in this country or a change in direction for this country. Um, maybe we'll look like the U.K. in 20 years. Um, but we can still pray for individuals, and we can still share the gospel with people. And it may be harder and people may be more virulently against it, um, but we can still do it because there are places around the world where it's even harder to share the gospel, and yet the gospel is being shared, uh, and God is still saving people. Uh, and we can be good and faithful servants by sharing that good news 
so that individuals can be saved, uh, even if nations can't be. Um, so yeah, just a thought. Boy, that wasn't much shorter. But that's okay, it's a little bit shorter. Uh, but that was kind of a... That was just something that struck me this last week. Um, but then last night, seeing that um, God still gives people chances. He is uh, really, really patient. Um, and I'm glad he is. Because uh, uh, it took 40 years for me to get saved. Um, and uh, uh, there were uh, any number of times where uh, one in particular, where I might have left this life, and if I would have left it at that time, I'd be roasting in hell right now. So I appreciate that God is patient and gives many, many chances uh, to individuals. Um, so pray for those who aren't saved yet. Pray for the courage to share the gospel. Um, pray um, for the strength to be faithful. Uh, because God is faithful and he's merciful. Praise God. That's going to do it for this time. Have a good night, everyone. God bless.